I don't think any of that's going to be in the episode. Oh, that's I think a it's shame. just a little bit. It's a bit crude. It's a bit below us. I think. Well, then, in that case, just uh, just start it from. I don't think any of that's going to be in the episode. <laughs> yes, and we'll leave it to the imagination. Yeah. Yes, I know. I'm, so, I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, good. I just scoffed scoffed my dinner, so I wasn't keeping you waiting too long. Oh, no, no, um, you shouldn't have. You should have savoured it. I didn't savour. Oh, I'd no. never savour, really. Yeah. Do well, you savour? I'm not good at savouring. I'm quite a slow eater, to be honest. Oh, I tend so to be fast. the person who's always last. Not that oh, it's a race. I don't feel like it's competitive, and I don't feel like that you should feel superior for finishing before me. But I do tend to be the last one. I feel inferior for finishing first. Okay, good. So there is a certain kind of like smug, oh, done already. Yeah. That I like to project. Food should be like sex. Like you don't want to be, you don't want to be the first as a man. Uh, well, actually, that's um, that doesn't apply to you, does it? Yeah, one of us has to be. Yeah, I guess. Actually, that's a dynamic I've never thought about. How do you get around that? Is, is there any premature ejaculation? Well, of course, but, you know, it, it depends on the people and the, the circumstances and the positions. And, and I guess it's a pressure that you don't have. Because, the, okay, so this, the, is, the, this the, is... There is a much higher likelihood that both parties are going to exit the transaction feeling satisfied. Yes. Yeah, because... You so know, the order for, doesn't matter as much it's very interesting to me because there's a lot to be said for like you know the way that men act in sexual situations and a lot of it's valid but there is also i think what people don't talk about is the fact that in sex the pressure is largely with men and in heteronormative sexual sexual situations the pressure is on the man to not only not come too fast but also to maintain an erection yeah so i guess in a in a homosexual relationship and homosexual setting that there's at least an understanding of like you know i get it you know bloke to bloke yeah but then there's also you, you well kind and of there's bedan- also there's no like uh, let's say there's a top situation and the top comes first there's still nothing preventing the bottom from coming right whereas sure. in a female and male combination that if yeah. the man has come and if he's you know not hard or whatever it becomes well i'm presuming more difficult to satisfy the woman if you can't perform then afterwards whereas you know in a gay relationship you've got plenty of other options there yeah extremely difficult to to satisfy women in my in my experience um just in general <laughs> it's like that but it's like that um that Ben Shapiro own goal. Did you did you remember that tweet? Or no, is... but I love Ben Shapiro. Oh, I hope I write. Bring it up. By the way, I, I love that we I love that we we talked about that we cannot talk about. We will not talk about the stuff that we will not talk about. But this is where, <laughs> this is arguably worse, and definitely, I guess, where the podcast is starting. This is just our default state. This um, is our like our. Uh, Natural state. <laughs> is this WAP? This was the WAP stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Wet ass penis. <laughs> I don't think that's what it is. Okay. So in 2020, uh, Ben Shapiro was 
for some reason talking about WAP on his show. Oh, and uh, <laughs> and uh, he was saying that it's misogynistic to question whether the graphic descriptions of wet-ass pussy is empowering for women. Did I sound straight then? Just let me know. Did I come across this? Very extremely straight. Cool. Um, As I discussed on the show, my only real concern is that the women involved, who apparently require a bucket and a mop, get the medical care they require. My doctor wife's differential diagnosis, bacterial vaginosis, yeast infection, or trichomonas. 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 I don't know that one. Yeah, the last one was correct. Okay, thank you. Um, or <laughs> effectively, uh, a woman who gets wet in his presence is suffering from a disease. <laughs> so it was uh, roundly <laughs> ridiculed at the fact that it, uh, it was an impressive um, sort of cell phone that no woman in his presence had ever <laughs> got wet for him. <laughs> Well, I think we, <laughs> everyone knew that, didn't they? They already. did know that. But there is, he is married, so at least yeah. one woman has endured sexual intercourse with him a couple of times. <laughs> and it would be endured. It does. Uh, he gives that energy. He just wouldn't shut up the whole time, would I'm he? picturing, like, the Energizer bunny, but not in a good way, like in a really robotic, stiff way. Yeah. Just kind of just like be, a mannequin. Yeah, he'd, he'd be ranting about, you know... <laughs> Tucker, uh, not Tucker, Jake Tapper the whole time. <laughs> well, that's yeah. actually my ben. kink, having someone talk about Jake Tapper as I'm... Anyway. Dude, Jake Tapper is a seriously hot guy. I mean, I think if I if I were to choose any man, it would be... Jake it would Tapper? Be, it, my type would be Jake Tapper. Let me refresh yeah. my memory. Make sure we're talking about the same person. Yeah, baby. He's, he, he's he's got a silver fox he's energy. Got I'll give you that. He's got a something. He's yeah. like my type of guy. He's like, he's kind of he's ca- he can be funny when he wants to. He's very charming. He's smart. He's very he's smart. Handsome. Yeah. I, I mean, this it. is just my type of guy. You know. Welcome to D Ford, everybody. <laughs> uh, this is a podcast, and it's just a delight to have your ears connected to the device you've chosen to play our audio for you today sitting through the internet with me my friend michael hello nick and everyone oh thank you for saying hello thank you no thank you i insist well i insist more so and i'm nick hey ben hi nick hi um how new job settling into new job YouTube's fine. We discussed it last time. It's all good. Nothing's changed. Going going camping on the weekend, so that's fun. Oh, where are you going? Yeah, going to Wilson's Prom-ish, kind of just outside of Wilson's Prom, which is a very, you know, like uh, campy, <laughs> not campy. Campgroundy. Um, <laughs> camping. It's a, it's a destination for camp goers. Um, <laughs> I don't think you can say I'll, that. I'll be bringing I the camp. I don't think you can say that. Yeah. Um, but I was saying this to my housemate. I was like, I'm going camping on the weekend. And she's like, hmm. I was like, hmm? She goes, yeah, you don't strike me as someone who camps. I can and definitely picture you in traditional dad camping outfit. Like Thank you. short shorts, sitting on those. like a, a, um, uh, a camping chair, like an unfoldable camping chair, bucket hat, 
um, like with a strip of um, sort of zinc sunblock across the nose. Yeah. Beer I, in I hand. Think I, I think I do give off dad vibes. You know, I'm, I'm like... It's the slovenly nature. Okay. I don't think it's that. I think it's more like the... The overweight the outdoorsmanship gut. is. No, it's more that I'm like in touch with, you know, the earth. Right. The elements. It's more <laughs> in that. In touch with the earth. And uh, you know, I've got I've got dad jokes. I've got regular jokes. You do. I will give you that. You do have dad jokes. Um, How are you in touch with the earth? I literally touch the earth all the time. Okay, I don't I, know that that has the same meaning that you're thinking it does. Well, you can take it literally, and you can take it metaphorically. I just choose to take it literally. I suppose that's true. I'm in touch with the earth because I I touch the earth with my hands and my feet. You don't touch it with your feet though. You often have shoes on, don't you? I don't. If anything, you've sort of arbitrarily separated yourself from the earth. That's a good point. There is a little bit of separation between me and the earth, which is why I need to go back. Okay. Yeah, you know, that makes sense. Yeah, why reconnect. I need to go camping. They um, often recommend yeah. that when you wander out into the Australian bush that you should go barefoot. Yeah, I, I think I prefer barefoot. Like, that's my favorite shoe is no shoe. <laughs> Do you agree? Oh no! It's such a, it's such a different feeling. It's a freeing. I mean, feeling. am I barefoot right now? Absolutely, but I'm, I'm not home. even barefoot right now. Really? This is all weird. I'm wearing okay. sandals. <laughs> You're wearing Crocs. Those are Crocs. I'm wearing socks and sandals. You're wearing Birkenstocks. Yeah. Jeez. But You're... anyway, yeah, keen to get out. You of the are city. a dad. Um, love a. Uh, you know what I love about camping, and I've been twice, so. <laughs> Um, so I know what I'm talking about. My favorite thing about camping, having been a handful of a times, campist. yep, um, is you know going for a, a morning dip in the ocean when it's freezing cold. Mm-hmm. Do you do you get around the cold? So the cold it does. Dip? Camping with beach access is a different thing altogether, though, isn't it? Like, yeah, sure. That's a, that's a different thing than like bush camping isn't it well the I, only times i've been camping has been by the beach okay so you're a, sort of a imposter well i need the i wouldn't go i don't think i would like to go camping if the beach was if there wasn't like a body of water nearby i wouldn't like to go yeah much. but you could go like up sort of by a river would a river yeah. count there's not many rivers around here Anyway, we're getting too too into this, but anyway, I'm I'm excited to go, you know, skinny dipping in the morning, um, in the cold cold ocean. Yeah. Um, and so you have an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an that's another funny one that you have to if you go on with the um, that's another one that 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 if you're at a a relationship with another man, it, you, you understand that, but in a in relationships that i've been in i have had to you know it's not really come up that much that's what she said but (laughs) i've had to explain that like if we're going for a skinny dip in the you know in the cold ocean that i'm gonna have to hide some things from you (laughs) because women don't women don't get it well but when a woman gets in the water their breasts shrink so yes, they don't understand that true. from that. Like when they sort of become, they sort of like sink in back into the body. Yeah, I have noticed that. 
but I don't know. Women are just more like confident in themselves. Like even a, a very a shrunk tit is better than a shrunk dick. Well, I was joking. Do uh, tits actually shrink in the cold? Surely not. No, they don't. If anything, they get bigger. What? Because the nipples get smaller, which makes the whole breast look bigger. That's <laughs> so like an optical illusion. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, there's so much complexity to the the straight man's life that I just a lot of science as well. <laughs> a lot of science. science. A lot of science. A lot of yeah, medical mm. stuff. Yeah. Speaking of science, Nick, uh-huh. um, I know we've got some big ticket items to get on on the menu tonight, but um, it's you know it's it's just um, it's just turned Halloween. Uh huh. So I um, I've been saving this very. Very spooky seance news oh. for the end oh. of the show. Just because, yes. you know, it's Halloween themed and like you I'm a little go- bit. I mean, this is going to go up early November. So yeah. we have, we will be at least a week late from yeah. when Halloween was. There, there's an afterglow of Halloween. Okay. Because I feel like for <laughs> a lot of people, uh, particularly I suppose in America where Halloween celebrated most prominently i feel like they're more in like a thanksgiving vibe now yeah no so this is the thing about halloween and it's and it's also it's not true for christmas but it is true for halloween and i'll tell you why with halloween what it is yet yeah 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 i'll get to all of this with halloween it's about bringing out the goo the ghouls and the goblins you know the ghosts the Uh the spooky the others now when Halloween finishes, they can't just go away immediately at midnight. They have to like transition away, which is why you have a kind of a week's grace either side. Oh, now with Christmas, uh-huh. Christmas is about Santa Claus coming to your house and eating your shit and yeah. then giving you stuff that you asked for uh-huh. or didn't ask for in my case. Mm-hmm. And and then he's kind of then he's kind of off and he needs to kind of get on with other stuff. So that's why Christmas kind of is over in a flash. So you My feel mom is like calling me weirdly. Okay, take it on the pod. Oh, I should have. No, nah, I won't. I'll call her back. I'll say call you back, mum. Doing another excellent pod. Oh, oh, she's calling me again. Hold on. Hey, mum. How you doing? Hi. Hi. Hey, um, I'm just recording a pod with Nick. He's right there. Okay. Um, that's him. Hi, Nick. He's saying hi. Hey. Um, can hey. I can I call you back? And also, um, do you want to just say anything on the podcast real quick? No, I don't. Okay. Do you want to just say that you love the podcast and you listen to every episode? Okay. All right. You tell me when to say it. All right. You go right now. Action. Okay. Hi, everyone. I love my son's and Nick's podcast. I listen to every episode in the car when I'm driving to Adelaide, and they crack me up every time, and they're very, very informative, very intelligent young man, so everyone listen to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Fran. That was so good. Thank you so much. Um, Can we use it as an ad? We'll pay you. Yeah. Nick, I can't hear anything you're saying, Nick, because you're on my Bluetooth headphones. Okay, never mind. All right. Um, Mum, if it's okay, I'll call you back after the. Seeing how you are. Okay, I'll I'll call you back yeah. after this. Oh, right, Mick says bye. Okay. Bye, bye, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how sweet was that? Oh, great plug! Great, great plug. plug. 
And I don't think it will feel forced the way you repeatedly asked for her approval. I feel like it's going to sound really believable and natural. And that's, that's great. You know, I've never really like sought my mum's approval because it's just always implicitly been there. Well, that's nice. Isn't that nice? I've just, I just realized that like, she's just, I've never questioned it at all. Oh, how sweet. That's very sweet. Yeah. That's very sweet. There you go. Fucking one up to your fucking s- slide there, Sass, didn't I? Yeah. What are we talking about? Dicks? Oh, say- <laughs> seance news. We're talking about yes. the um the the slide the slide off from Halloween being a week but Christmas being a hard out. Oh god, what a bullshit rant that was. But yes, anyway, I have a I have a great seance news coming up. Just, we're, just wait, in we're doing time. okay. We did a lot of setup there to get to a point where we're just gonna say, anyway, that's later. <laughs> it's a teaser. It's a teaser. It's a teaser. I don't think it's it's got any tease in it. It's not really. You haven't even talked about it. You just talked All about right, the well, concept of seance news. Do you want me to do it now? No, I'm just saying if you're gonna tease, give us something. Okay, it involves a celebrity. Okay. That's dead. Ooh. Obviously. Uh-huh. Because it's seance news. Uh-huh. And a very horny mum. <laughs> okay. See, that's yeah. a tease. Now I want to know. But I guess we're just going to have to wait. Or if you're a podcast listener who has the benefit of being able to skip through <laughs> the chapters, just click ahead. <laughs> just right now. I guess I'm the only one who technically has to wait. That's fun. Anyway, what else is going on? Oh. Just, we should just 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 let that sink in a little bit. You want more time oh. to think about the horny mum no. and the dead celebrity. No, that was my segue. Let that sink in. Elon. I don't get it. You know, he posted that photo of himself with the sink. Oh God! Yes, I tried oh, to erase that, that from. It was good. That was a good setup, but I missed it because I tried to erase that moment <laughs> from my brain. Why? What was so bad about that? Oh, it was that was just so cringy. Funny. He brought a I sink think it was in. Funny. I think one of the most revealing things about Elon Musk is that he has so much money, but the one thing he really wants is to be funny, and he just never is. <laughs> <laughs> this is my main gripe with Elon, right? So we're just sliding into Elon chat now, slash Twitter. Um, my main gripe with Elon is that he is clearly an egomaniac. Yes. And he is clearly a narcissist, not as, uh, well, you'll probably disagree with this, but not as... He's he's more harmless than Trump, but he's in the same. Oh, way. I'd agree with that. Um, but this is also why I, I think he's probably not going to let Trump back on Twitter, is because now he's the guy. You know, he doesn't want another fucking guy coming on. I mean, he's got Kanye, I guess now, but like Kanye's been like completely trashed. But if he lets Trump back on Twitter, like he he, he takes a bit of away of his, you know, his like uh, his bubble. Or his shine, I feel like, but yeah, no. My the the my least favorite thing about Elon is that he he's he lacks a bit of self awareness. But what I do like about Elon is that he does things like brings sinks in 
as a pub as a quote unquote publicity stunt, which is really quite lame, but also if you think about it, pretty funny. It's not even a publicity stunt. It's just him trying to be funny, right? Like well, Elon yeah. Musk doesn't need publicity, right? He's his own publicity. He has sure. millions of fucking followers. He's the richest man on earth. He owns many highly scrutinized companies. Anything he does and says is automatically going to be news, right? So he doesn't need publicity. So the the point of it, a gesture like that is either a he's trolling he's trolling he's trolling right it's either trolling where he's like trying to be clever or funny but not quite achieving it yeah. or um i think there's like a sense of neediness to him as well right like yeah. for all of the egomania it does feel like he still wants approval yes he definitely and i feel wants like approval. that's him trying like a, a, a move like that is him almost trying to like win over the the user he wants to base, he right? wants to be one of the cool guys yeah which is very uncool you yeah. know he wants to be seen with celebrities he wants to date celebrities you yeah know? he wants he wants to be that guy like yeah. he he is a genius i don't think you could dispute that he's he's got some other character flaws but I feel like he is a genius, but he's a nerd that has become, that wants to be cool so bad, which is why he's perpetuating this Iron Man, you know, kind of mystique of himself. Uh, but you can tell that he's like, just wants validation just from his fucking before and after photos over the last 20 years when he went fucking bald, you know, and then now he suddenly has a full head of hair. Like <laughs> only someone who is vain and wants approval by people from people would would really do that. Like Bezos, at least, you know. Well, Bezos is on fucking steroids. I don't know if you've seen those photos. <laughs> he's on fucking steroids. He's become a, a fucking jacked Arnie guy out of nowhere. It's fucking weird. I mean, he's got like heaps of money. And if I had heaps of money and I was, you know, overweight too, I would do the same but um it's all this kind of vanity thing but yeah I, elon does desperately want to be one of the cool guys um, oh yeah jeff bezos is now like kind of jacked yeah he's on he's on roids he's on the juice i mean he that's the thing of being a billionaire right like you can just spend money to get someone to cook all your meals and give you all the best advice and be your like twenty four seven trainer, and get uh, achievement like that, right? Yeah, I mean, um, I think that's performance enhancing. Well, drugs, you know, but that thing is well, right? He can get anything that he fucking wants, um, except respect. <laughs> yeah, the um, the Elon uh, behavior things. I think. Genius is an interesting one to me because it's very hard to tell at a distance, but I'm not sure. This is a genuine question. I'm not sure how much of what Elon achieves is great ideas, great revolutionary ideas or technical concepts or code or strategies like straight out of the brain. And how much is, for lack of a better word, drive or discipline or 
like business nows. Do you know what I mean? I'm trying to separate sure. a little bit yep. of like actual technical, either technical or creative intelligence from like successfulness drive and and high functioning like achievement. Do you see what I mean between I those two things? Yep. So like you can be a Jeff Bezos and I don't know if Jeff Bezos is seen as a creative guy or like a genius, yeah. but he's yeah, definitely he's seen as like an uh, incredibly talented businessman, a, a sort of a, a perhaps a, a semi-ruthless taskmaster, um, you know, like really the, the culture of Amazon is very intensive, very high optimized kind of, you know, environment and he's clearly led a company in that way to an incredible degree of success both off the back of um like distribution networks and and, and like the the logistical back end of running an online company right but i don't think yeah. anyone points to him unless you may be in no, like no a business a genius in a business circle sure business genius but but i don't think they're seeing him in that line and what i'm no. asking aloud because i don't really have a an idea around is yeah. whether Elon actually also has that capacity as a genuine creative or innovative problem solver, or if he's just very good at either uh, business, you know, sure. administration stuff, uh, motivation stuff, finance, like making really smart bets on things, like seeing the future and knowing what he wants to work towards and, and getting there, which is yeah. definitely intelligence and which is definitely accomplishment. But do, do you have a sense whether he's actually the guy, the guy with the brain, you know? Well, yeah, it's a very interesting distinction. Um, and perhaps, you know, maybe as opposed to Bezos, who no one's really calling a genius because, you know, he's got a good business sense and that's all well and good. And that takes a lot of skill and a lot of intelligence, as you said, but... I feel like Elon, maybe because of his, the way he's associated himself with the projects that he's initiated, i.e. going to Mars and, you know, Tesla and, um, you know, what are the other things like uh, solar power PayPal and stuff? The boring company, yeah, batteries, that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, no, as in the boring maybe, company is that Hyperloop, the underground um Tunnel oh, right. network thing, yeah. I thought you were just slagging them off. No, that's the name. Underhand. Of but I feel like maybe because of the... So, like, they're considered more, like, highbrow or at least more, like, scientific. So, automatically... They're, they're you think aspirational, he's like, right? So, maybe maybe genius is not the right word. Maybe visionary is the right yeah, word. I could see that. I could buy that a bit more in the sense that I do believe that he really has a vision as to what the future could be. Yeah. And is working to get there, right? Same thing with all of the like automated humanoid robot stuff. Like that side of it is him seeing cool science fiction shit because he's a nerd yeah. and being like, I'm a fucking billionaire. I want it. Let's make it happen, right? Yeah. So he, he is definitely visionary. I'll give him that. The, the other one that I sort of could throw in the mix here is Steve Jobs, who yeah. was a billionaire by the end of it, you know, very rich, very successful, led a company which I think is perceived as having been creative or innovative, right? Apple yeah. Apple was that thing. But I have a feeling that, he, that Jobs gets called a genius 
yeah more often or perhaps even slightly more accurately because i think he was the guy like he was the guy who had a taste like uh, one of those things that apple really did was have a look and a feel right and it was for many years there steve jobs it was it was him saying that's not good enough this should look like this this doesn't work and he was very focused on certain things like that and it really was him as tastemaker or as judge jury executioner and perhaps that's why that label there sticks a little bit better for me than it does for musk yeah i guess it's just hard to know i mean look yeah i've I personally um, have three degrees of separation from from Elon, um, mm-hmm. famously, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, hearing hearing stories about how he operates, it, it's it seems like he's operating on a very high level, um, and you know, hearing him talk on um, podcasts such as uh, <laughs> the Joe J-R-A. Rogan, exp- yeah, baby, yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> he is he is definitely different, and he well, he's, is he's definitely... on the spectrum, right? He's he's said that he has Asperger's, which is, is he? Uh, yeah, he said that he was the first person with Asperger's to host SNL, which I think was not actually true because Dan Aykroyd has. But anyhow, um, the well, that's, that makes sense. The uh, some of those mannerisms I think are visible externally. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I see anyone with Asperger's, and I automatically think they're a genius. To be honest, okay, um, sure. So I don't. Uh, maybe that just extends to Elon. Yeah. Um. Uh. What was that? The SNL thing was <laughs> not not his. Well, this is all part of the validation, isn't it? Yeah, like, that's the thing, right? Wanting to be to funny, wanting this. to be seen, but yeah. it didn't. I don't know that it came off super well for him. But I mean, he's not gonna. He's not going to have any regrets, is he? But this is so. The other thing that um, I wanted to talk to you about was that. Should we just um, say briefly? Sorry, I was going to say it a moment earlier. Do you want to say what you mean by three degrees of separation? In any any more clarity than that? Oh, I just know someone that worked with Elon, but I got told off last time for even mentioning it. So that's all I can say. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. It's just worth restating. Yeah but it's someone that listens to the podcast. Mm-hmm. He's going to love um, this episode. Or she. <laughs> or, or anyone. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I uh, lost it. I lost it. Oh, well, we haven't even talked about why we're talking about Elon, so do you want to... Well, I think everyone that? probably has a sense, right? He bought Twitter. He spent 40-odd billion dollars to buy Twitter. Bargain. He put the deal in. Then he tried to get out of it, and then Twitter held him to the deal that he'd agreed to, so he did buy it, and then he promptly (laughs) fired just about the entire C-suite, took over the company itself, brought in some of his Tesla and other associated company um, executives, and is uh, very quickly shaking things up around the old Twitter sphere. Um, including floating paid memberships for the blue tick and uh, saying they're going to fire a quarter of the workforce in in the next week or two. Um, so times are changing. So um, tell me what your big big gripe is with this whole, whole transition. 
Uh, I mean, I, in terms of the Twitter thing, twi the, the specific Twitter thing is actually more complex for me. Um, Twitter famously <laughs> is a shit company, right? From from the outset, what sense? Uh, from the outset, they have never really made a profit. They've been around for yep. fucking 15, 18 years or something now. And barring like maybe one or two years in the past decade, they have just made a loss every every year. So they're poorly run, right? They've never, they and yet, I should say, they still maintain an incredibly powerful role in the discourse because it is the platform of choice for particularly Elites. politicians, journalists, and, and, and others, right? Celebrities. Celebrities. So they have basically been punching above their weight because their general user base is maybe, oh, I forget what it is now, 400 million people? Something mm -hmm. like that. Uh, 330 mo million monthly active users. Um, so, which is n noticeably smaller than just about every other social network. But it it has sort of an outsized role in, in the media and the discourse because that's where a lot of those people interact with each other. Um, so from that perspective, they are a poorly run company. They've never turned a profit other yep. than those rare exceptions, right? Um, and Facebook didn't for a while as well. Sure, but right? now now Facebook is an ad um, money machine, right? Like they, yes. they, they turn over billions of dollars in ads. And, and Twitter- and this is what Elon's kind of said that he's going to do is kind of turn it into a business that can make money, right? Correct. Yeah. So he is, um, sorry, the, the Twitter business has never really successfully um, become an advertising service. It's not really mm. their strong suit. They've been very slow moving in terms of implementing and iterating new features. Like for years, everyone is saying, give us an edit button. For years, everyone's saying, please ban all the Nazis. There's a lot of like bots and spam and all this kind of shit. And they have just been just dragging their heels or just poorly run. And yet they have so many fucking thousands of employees, like thousands mm. and thousands. And one of the sort of famous computer engineering adages is that adding pe adding workers to a late project only makes the project later like they they have actually arguably too many people so one of the interesting takes that i've seen sort of within the tech sphere as as this shakedown has happened as as musk has come in and taken over is a statement that both things can be true elon musk is perhaps not the person we want running this company but twitter is also not a very one well run company so it it probably isn't actually unreasonable to fire 4,000 engineers if that still yeah. leaves you with 10,000 engineers because they haven't been making anything. So what's the fucking point of having all these people around if it's just, you know, gumming up the works effectively? Yeah. So Musk is probably correct that there were uh, sensible business optimizations that could be made. I think the, the issue for a lot of people is that they like Twitter as a place for nice people and that they arguably want it to be nicer because a lot of women or, you know, people of color or whatever get regularly harassed on it. And mm -hmm. Musk's position has been, we want this to be the free speech place. And so you can say whatever you want 
which then is just <laughs> open slather. Um, so I think that's where... It's 4chan. Yeah, it just becomes like fucking truth social then, right? Um, so the appeal of Twitter would just disintegrate for people if it became such a free-for-all, which is then, uh, I guess, why all of this um, discourse has happened about, you know, what's going to become of this company and where do we go and, and you know, what's the alternative, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I, w- I was listening to Scott Galloway, who's a professor and he often commentates on these sorts of things. Um, he's an American. And he was saying that part of... Um, it, basically, Elon doesn't really know what he wants. He knows that he, he's he got, you know, a couple of friends or he knows a couple of people that are outspoken about, I don't know, trans issues or, you know, gender issues or whatever. And they've been, they've been kind of banned on Twitter. So he's kind of saying, well, I'm going to make my platform when it is my platform, a, a kind of an, an open town square where anyone can come and say whatever they want. However, that already exists and that's 4chan and that, is a shit show. Yeah, and, and it's, like, it's and, 4chan and it's it's um, Truth Social and it's Mastodon and, and you know, a, a whole bunch of these services already are out there, right? <laughs> exactly. And and if, you're, if your goal, as he has stated it is, is to make money, then you need advertisers. And advertisers want security that people are going to stick around and not be harassed. Yeah. So there, or, there is a, there is a, furthermore, advertisers don't want their product to be there. And then the immediate tweet either side of them is fucking anti-Semitic, like racist bullshit where someone can yeah. then screen cap. And it's like Pepsi is advertising <laughs> next to the Nazis. Sure. So there is a, there is a balance to be made there. Like I do, I do agree with some of his concerns that, uh, you know, there does seem to be, and this is because, you know, Twitter is, uh, you know, for is made by the elite for the elite, essentially. And then it's just kind of, you know, tweeting things downstream to the plebs. You know, that that's what it feels like. It's, it's you know, that's what the blue tick is all about. You listen to those people with the blue ticks. But I, and it feels like there is a, a, a definite, like a, 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 um, a left leaning bent to what gets, what gets banned and um, you're smiling already. I'm just trying to understand what you're saying. A left leaning bent to what there is a gets left band. If as in it seems all like... the racist shit gets banned and that's right leaning. <laughs> no, I mean, in terms of like the, you know, people like JK Rowling, you're saying, you know, that, you know, there, there are JK Rowling still on Twitter. You're going to tell me that JK Rowling's never been banned. I don't think so. She's on Twitter. I don't know if she has. I yeah. don't know if she has. But like, you know, these types of things where the people are saying, you know, things that are kind of factual and yes, probably provocative towards, you know, the trans community, but at the end of the day, factual and getting banned for those types of things. I think I, I, I understand and I'm sympathetic to... Wait, what part to, of the factual things that Rowling was well, saying? Well, there have been instances of people saying you know you can't be a woman with a penis i'm just distilling this into like a one sound bite here but like just it's kind of statements that are inflammatory because of where we are as a society mm-hmm. but at the end of the day factually correct right like how, women how is that factually correct women 
don't have penises. But some women do have penises. Right. See, I don't want to get into this. <laughs> Even though I brought it up, I don't want to get into this. But like, <laughs> yeah. this is what I'm saying. People are tweeting this out uh-huh. and then getting banned at, because that's like a hate crime or whatever. I agree. I, I, I am sympathetic to that. And I think there is like, it's a tricky space. But I do, I do also think that Elon does not know what he wants. And if he wants an open town square where anyone can come and say whatever the fuck they want, then he's gonna he's gonna massively shoot him in the himself in the foot because no one's gonna stick around for that. Well, no, at least no advertiser go, are going to. I've seen like a lot of people, including yourself, saying that you know they're gonna leave Twitter. I feel like it's more like. That is like, oh, if Trump gets into power, I'm moving to Canada, and then no one really moves to Canada. They just like to say it. So I, that's what I, that's what my sense is. But like, if if Twitter cannot fund itself through advertising, or if it can't turn a profit, and Elon gets bored, which I think is probably more likely, then then you've got nothing again, and then it will you know turn into an absolute shit show like 4chan. Yeah, some some interesting points there. The the. The one about uh, people saying, oh, uh, I'm going to leave Twitter and whether it's the same as I'm going to move to Canada, I think is inapt because the the complexity and cost of stopping using Twitter is a lot lower than (laughs) moving to Canada, right? I'm saying the sentiment is the same. The sentiment, sure. Like if this, if you're, if but all of your people that you're following are still going to stay on there, you're going to stay on there. It's a lot easier, but but that's the thing. All the people I'm following are also already other places, right? Like most of the celebrities are not just only on Twitter, right? They'll all have an Instagram. They'll all have like a Facebook page, right? There will be other ways to, um, to follow these people. So stopping Twitter, if you know, you're a I don't know, Jennifer Lawrence fan. She's probably not on Twitter, but whatever. You know, like, <laughs> she's going to be on Instagram. You know, like, they're all everywhere because that's part of their marketing and PR but strategy it, it is, is to be everywhere. Same. I mean, right? you can't just, you can't just, tw- you can't, if you want to fire off, you know, just something that's in your head, which is what Twitter is. It's For just sure. firing off things that's in your head. For you sure. can't just put that on a, you know, a fancy little backdrop and stuff. Twitter is the only... Text-based, text-first, um, social media. A- a- absolutely, like it is. It is unique, which is why a lot of people, you know, grew addicted to it and loved it. Um, the other thing I just wanted to add about the like, people are not going to leave, or this is not going to just like end suddenly, is yeah. the the case study of Dig. Do you remember Dig? Did you ever hear of Dig? No. Dig was a website. Uh, early 2000s, I'd say 2000 to 2004 was the big um, era of it. Dig was basically a um, a Reddit kind of model where users would find links, post them to the site in different, um, uh, well, the word I'd use is Reddit, but I forget what the term back then was, different communities. You post links, the most of them would be voted on and the most popular would float up to the top. And it was like a, here's the news of the day kind of thing. And there'd be comments like that kind of thing. Right. And it was... It was huge and popular and trendy, and they launched a new version of the website, version three, I think it was, and it de-emphasized some of the user features, and it prominently featured paid media company um, 
content instead of the organic user-driven user content. And 12 days later, the site was dead. 12 days. It was less than two weeks yeah. and millions upon millions upon millions of users left the site and it died. And you just wow. don't hear about it. You've never heard of it. I think no. there was a, a, a primordial version of it that was relaunched a few years ago. But basically, everyone there moved to Reddit. And now Reddit is the place, right? Wow. Reddit actually predated Dig, but, you know, they became effectively more mainstream once Dig died. So it right. in this industry, in the tech industry, can very happen. truly, genuinely, this shit can fall over fast. So okay. I don't think it's unreasonable to suggest that there could be true turmoil when it comes to Twitter in the coming weeks and months. Yeah, I guess if you're dealing with, I'm not sure what Dig was, but like if you're dealing Just with people Reddit. who are kind of in the know already like already like reddit is you said mainstream and it has become more mainstream but it is still not accessed by you know joe sure. blow yeah um it's and so basically what you'd have to do if, if the same thing was to happen to twitter you'd have to get like celebrities on mass to to leave and yeah it sounds like a few of them are but like is is everyone really going to leave uh, and you know, who knows? And will it just? If that's the case, then then you're just kind of left with a, a kind of a right wing yeah. army or a centrist army filled with, you know, Joe Rogan, Jordan Peterson, and a few of my other favourite dudes. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was, that was the thing where um, Elon Musk was tweeting with Stephen King, um, and again, it is. So one of the things that was a little bit controversial was this proposal of having to pay for a blue tick, which had previously and very unreliably um, been just freely handed out to um, politicians or celebrities yeah. to prove that they're a legitimate person. Um, yeah. But and then it became the status. Symbol. Exactly. Yeah. And and it so does do have you agree with the, the decision to kind of level that playing field there? Uh, on paper, it seems like a good idea. Doesn't yeah, it? I mean, it's a little bit rich to be like, you know, it used to be a lords and peasants system and, and the lords got to have the tick and the peasants didn't. And to then be like, now all the peasants need to do is pay $8 a month and then you can be a lord. And it's like, no, they're already fucking peasants. That's why they don't have the money. Um, it, it's just well, a strange, <laughs> it's a strange it's not, thing. It's not a high price to pay for that, is Oh uh, yeah, I mean, like if it was fifty bucks a month, it would be a different story. Eight bucks a month. Now you're going to get people who would like. It's going to be. It's going to be disgusting. All these people who are desperate to get the blue tick, and yeah. then it's going to be this. Um, I forget what the term is, but where you kind of wash out the market, market, and every everything loses its value. Yeah. Uh, and then now everyone's got a blue tick, and you're like, fuck. Yeah, it now actually it's got no currency. It ruins the original purpose of the blue tick, right? Which was to prove the legitimacy of identity, right? Where if you had Stephen King on your website and he had the tick, you knew that it, this is actually Stephen King talking and not someone pretending to be Stephen King. Well, that doesn't fucking matter if you're trying to verify that you're Joe Bloggs. No one fucking cares. It doesn't matter. No one was trying to impersonate Joe Bloggs. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I do understand the idea of the the functions that were locked off to verified users like being able to sort by best tweets and and certain degrees of filtering and that kind of thing that probably should be with everyone 
that seems like a yeah. useful tool set that everyone should benefit from. But I don't understand bl blending that with the identity verification side of it. Um, but anyway. if it's if it's it is kind of leveling it in that sense, and it, even if it does lose its currency to have the blue tick, then you know it doesn't matter whether you do or you don't. And then on in some level, it does become maybe it does become more mainstream Twitter, and rather than having this, uh, uh, you know, elite versus sure, it pleb. becomes more Facebook where it's more like reddity. Yeah, yeah. Your well, yeah, your you, but do people want to be? that person on Twitter, it's a different sort yeah. of service, right? You're, you are you, you're definitely you, yeah. but does anyone care? No, they don't. No, they don't. Sorry. Just to get to my point as well about the Stephen King thing, right? If you have acclaimed genius author Stephen King writing on your platform constantly, you should be fucking praising the gods and not doing anything to fuck it up right you have <laughs> you have an award-winning historically famous accomplished author oh, using right. your you, service you don't hesitate at calling he, he, stephen king a genius. i mean <laughs> i think he's probably proven it right uh, if you've got that guy using your platform to talk to their fans fucking let them do it don't then turn around and say that'll be eight dollars please he's fucking stephen king you should be paying him <laughs> It is, yeah. it is so backwards to me. Anyway. Yeah, I, that's the other thing as well is that if uh, he he does open it up, as he said he, that he would, uh, isn't this there this other thing that I feel like was in the kind of the zeitgeist or the discussion a couple of years ago that you are responsible for what people publish on your site. So if people are posting the n-word 50 times or they're kanye west and they're saying you know that jews are you know the yeah all the nazi conspiracy devil, theories yeah then are you liable no i don't that? think you are i don't think that's true okay um, i feel like that was a, in the conversation a it could have years been ago. it could have been maybe with facebook like are you responsible for if you don't moderate anything that's but that's the, the other thing isn't he offering levels of moderation for people to to opt into you can you can opt into uh, whatever level of you, there's like five levels of moderation and that might be speculation i haven't heard anything about that okay um the one that so there was a, a really good article that i did actually link on our um, facebook page already um uh, that was up from the verge, the verge. Nilay patel wrote it i don't know if you read it up uh, read I it did. um previously but i thought they did a, a very um concise um takeaway of the the situation that he's in now because i i do think that the the various competing forces uh you know of uh on twitter and around twitter on uh elon are going to be impossible to reconcile he's going to piss off both or both of them probably <laughs> in a way that is going to be very difficult to um to reconcile and to actually make money from. So I might just read a little bit of this article here by Neil Patel and it's, um, I'll put it in the chapter title. Um, so uh, <laughs> this, this uh, article is called Welcome to Hell, Elon. You break it, you buy it by Neil Patel. Um, it starts, you fucked up real good, kiddo. Twitter is a disaster clown car company that is successful despite itself and there's no possible way to grow users and revenue without making a series of enormous compromises that will ultimately destroy your reputation and possibly cause grievous damage to your other companies. 
he says, you are now the king of Twitter and people think that you personally are going to be responsible for everything that happens on Twitter now. Um, it also turns out that absolute monarchs usually get murdered when shit goes sideways. Um, as we talked about earlier, he says, you cannot reasonably expect to collect any meaningful advertising revenue if you do not promise those advertisers brand safety, which means you have to ban the racism, sexism, transphobia, and other kinds of other speech that's totally legal in the United States, but reveals people to be total assholes. Um, so you can make all the promises about free speech you want, but the dull reality is that you still have to ban a bunch of legal speech if you want to make money. And when you start doing that, your new right-wing fanboys are going to viciously turn on you like they turn on every other social network that realizes the same essential truth. Yeah. The interesting thing about that is um, that I guess my point before was that the idea of what is considered transphobic, for example, is subjective to a degree. Yes, I think that's true. And some people feel like what... One thing is transphobic and other people feel like it's not. Um, I might just yes. um, just wrap up the end of this article here, actually. Yep. Um, the content moderation business is a shit fight. It is, it is knowing what to ban and what not to ban is a fucking headache. Everyone hates the person who does content moderation. Um, and internationally, there are so many political issues that I just don't feel like Elon Musk is... is going to be interested in, deal in dealing with he's going to be dragged in front of congress and forced to testify about you know whatever the tech topic du jour is right germany is a huge market for tesla um, this article says are you going to flout german speech laws probably not the indian government demands social media companies provide potential hostages in order to operate in the country you can't engineer your way out of that uh are you ready to experience the pressure Twitter faces in the Middle East to block and restrict accounts? Are you ready for the fact that the Iranian government will murder people over their social media posts? Uh, are you excited for how the Chinese government will find ways to threaten Tesla's business in that country over content that appears in Twitter? Because it's going to happen. Um, yeah. Content moderation is what Twitter makes, right? It is the, the thing that they do. They choose what to allow and what not to allow. It's the thing that defines the user experience. It's what YouTube makes. It's what Instagram makes. It's what TikTok makes. They all try to incentivize good stuff, disincentivize bad stuff, and delete the really bad stuff. Yeah. That's the business that Elon Musk is in now. The longer you fight it or pretend you can sell something else, the more that Twitter will drag you into the deepest possible muck, defending indefensible speech. And if you turn on a dime and accept that growth requires aggressive content moderation and pushing back against government speech regulations around the world, well, we'll see how your fans react to that. Anyway, welcome to hell. This was your idea. It's a good article. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. That, that's the other thing that I didn't actually quite realize about Elon is that he is, uh, which complicates this whole Twitter thing further, is that he has 50% or something of... Uh, is Tesla is owned by by the PC PRC? Uh, oh, it's like something Saudi the value investments, of, right? Uh, the People's Republic of China. Like he's oh. China. China fucking owns that that guy. Like, yeah. and he's he's in their pockets big time. So he, um, so like, how is he going to navigate that that space if he's uh, you know on some level beholden to them? It, it, it like the political side of it is is very tricky and i've heard some people talking about that now 
um, now that he's in charge of a, a massive platform like that, like the US government will have to do some like investigations into what that means for potential security risks and, and that sort of thing. Now that he is such a, a big target and, and given the possible influence that various, um, you know, other countries and things might have or want on him. Um, it does make yeah. it very curious. Um, That'd be interesting, but we're all rooting for you, Elon. You know, always mm. love an underdog, love an underdog. <laughs> Except his dad. Did you <laughs> did you hear that thing about his dad? No. He said that he is, is the father of Elon Musk, Errol Musk. Um, Brilliant. Was asked if he was proud of anagram. Um, it's not <laughs> okay. Um, basically, <laughs> you can't say basically. <laughs> Count. All words are basically anagrams of every other word. If you're just allowing a fuzzy degree of... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, um, Errol Musk was asked if he was proud of Elon's accomplishments, and he said, no, no. You know, we as a family... Oh, sorry. You know, we are a family that have been doing a lot of things for a long time. It's not as if we suddenly started doing something. <laughs> so he took some... Wow. He had some real shade on his... On right, his he sounds kid. jealous. It's like, yeah. you know, we've well, it, done heaps of other stuff, actually. Well, well Errol, Errol is um, the guy who owned the fucking emerald mine, right? Like, he's, that was Elon Musk's childhood, right? In South Africa with his dad, like, fucking running an emerald mine. <laughs> well, that takes a bit away of the, the genius shine, doesn't it? With your daddy, <sighs> yeah. your daddy's in the biz. Yeah, a lot of, lot. he was very, very rich from a very, very young age. Um Anyway, everyone anyway. that's still left on Twitter will be going to Mars anyway, in 2032. <laughs> if you can stick it out, if you pay the $8 a month, you do get to go to Mars. So and he'll be renaming know. Mars Twitter. Yeah. Maybe the, the $8 a month just gives you a chance to marry Elon Musk because he, he, you know, he likes, he likes to get around a little bit, that Musk. He likes to get around that Musk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we love him. We love him. Yeah, yeah. If you've enjoyed this podcast, well, thank you. That's a very nice compliment. Um, maybe you should tell people on Twitter about it. We've got a Twitter that you could go to. It's twitter.com forward slash deep fort. But if that's not your thing and you're feeling like you might want to, you know, head to other platforms, great news. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on, I think those are the only platforms. But we do have an email address, deepfort at gmail.com. You can rate our podcast on apple podcasts and you can find tracks and things on spotify and other bits and pieces too so um get amongst and you know tweet it out hashtag cool <laughs> you sure can nick great outro um and our our instagram is um is blowing up um oh. got over i mean it hasn't moved from i think 101 followers that's all you need though right two months yeah you don't need more than 100 that's all you need. past 101 it's greedy yeah and only half of those are bots which is really <laughs> oh, nice actually it's that's a nice good odds. ratio yeah very nice very nice odds yeah um but yeah should we dive into a little spookiness spookiness okay well then let's let's jump straight into some seance news all right play the jing was that the was that the jingle? Okay, fuck now I'm gonna start it again. Okay. Oh no. That cursed time. Seance news. Satanist. 
Lucifer. Ouija board. Blood of the innocent. Blood of the innocent. Talk or okay. Well, it was leaving time for the jingle, but then <laughs> why would you leave that, that much time? To... Oh, I I forgot that you you don't need to leave the Matt, exact amount of time. The, yeah, it's just like, to play the jingle. We do <laughs> edit so you it could just push it out. <laughs> forgot how editing works. <laughs> right. Woman claims she's married to Michael Jackson's ghost. Oh, okay. Are you ready for this? This is spooky. Are you ready for this? I don't know if I am. Kathleen Roberts says she's been living. Sorry, Kathleen Roberts says he's he Michael Jackson has been living through her and communicating with her as a husband. Oh, <laughs> intrigued. I'm. I, I've got goosebumps. Scared. Scared. <laughs> Kathleen Roberts, by the way, incredible name. Incredible <laughs> name. Is it? Totally someone that Michael Jackson would be married to. White. As a, as a woman named Kathleen, last name Roberts. White. Extremely white, Nick. Yeah. Um, I'll, send you a, I'll send you the link. Uh, no, I prefer yes. to just imagine her. Well, I, would, I, I very much guess that what you're imagining is on the money uh, based <laughs> yes. on this photo. Kathleen Roberts. Uh, okay, so she's Kathleen Roberts is a medium. Um, oh, well, that self- helps. And a self, it does self self declared reincarnation of Marilyn Monroe, and the well, alleged that's wife of, that's already a very interesting turn, because mm. now it means the ghost of Michael Jackson is married to the reincarnation of Marilyn Marilyn Monroe. Now, just let me tell you, just just going back to the photo that is supplied of mm-hmm. Kathleen Roberts to this, mm-hmm. um, looks exactly the, like her. The similarities between uh-huh. Marilyn Monroe and Kathleen do not extend to the physical realm, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> it's, um, it's more an emotional similarity. Yeah, it's more of a, perhaps more of a personality type. I don't know. I've never met her. Um, she just likes standing over sewers. <laughs> According to Roberts, she and Jackson's ghosts have been married ever since he proposed clairvoyantly with a pink engagement ring. Very classy. Now, get this. Another twist for you. Uh-huh. Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. allegedly, uh-huh. allegedly, we don't want to, <laughs> we we don't want to be liable for a legal fact. Yeah. But allegedly, Martin Luther King Jr. officiated the ceremony when she was getting out of the bathtub. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay, I have so many questions. First, the pink ring. Is this in yeah. a vision? Is there a physical ring? Did she buy herself no, a ring? No, this happened. It happened. It definitely happened. Okay, so she has a physical pink ring on She's her got finger. A physical metaphorical ring, yes. Okay, right. Why is that so hard to understand? Well, I'm just trying to oh. know which part, because we're talking about the ghost of Michael Jackson. I guess I was not sure whether or not she was, uh, he was like visibly there in the room. Nick, Kathleen was having a bath. Uh-huh. And then she got out of the bath and was surprised okay. by a wedding officiated by Martin Luther King Jr. Wait. with the pink ring. Wait. What is so hard to understand? Okay. So did were they dating before this? Or did it was it just <laughs> she discovered 
at her own wedding that this was all happening at once. And she was like, I, wow, Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. Whoa, and my new husband, the formerly alive I, pop star, Michael Jackson. I assume I assume all will be revealed, Nick, as I've only read the headline. <laughs> okay. So far, so I'm learning with you. Okay, good. Um, Roberts believes Michael Jackson Jackson's ghost sought her sought her out because of her resemblance to his longtime fascination, Marilyn Monroe. So there you go. Rep- reports claim Jackson displayed a large. Oh, this is just about his, you know, obsession with Marilyn Monroe. Okay. Right. Yeah. So quote Kathleen, I feel special that he chose me for a wife, though not on paper. We treat our relationship as though we are married. Which is great. Because okay, so he's stuck around. Married. He's stuck around. He's still. He's, he's in, in the, the house. He's doing the laundry. He's yeah. he's there at night on the pillow next to her. Yeah, he's uh, he's doing the dishes. I imagine. Sure. Taking out the trash. We have our ups and downs. Kathleen goes on, but Michael, the truth is, I just can't stop loving you. Which is very cute because that's a. It's one of the yeah. It's one of the songs. Lyrics, yeah. How exactly does a ghost marriage function? Well, Roberts claims that Jackson uses her body through possession or channeling, if you refer to it professionally, she says, to sing, dance, and eat like a normal human being. That's 100% normal, I would say. Most days, <laughs> most days, Kathleen says, his vibe is pretty relaxed. Oh, More than anything, <laughs> he's pretty chill. <laughs> More than anything, he's just happy to enjoy living through me and communicating with me as a husband. Right. Michael stays in me all the time, so oh, he comes to the restroom with me and calls these special bonding moments toiletries. <laughs> wait, wait. Comes with her to take a shit. That's a good husband. That's <laughs> a good husband. Holds her hand. <laughs> um, but Nick, there's even more. I'm he sure loves cookies. Is. He loves cookies. <laughs> Well, Which what, I think surprises like no imagine. one. Surprises no one that he loves <laughs> What I like to now imagine <laughs> this whole thing <laughs> is just because someone saw our Kathleen. She bought like a, a jumbo pack of cookies <laughs> and she was just really getting into them. And they were like, oh, Kathleen, you sure you should be having that many cookies? Like, that's quite a lot of cookies. And she's like, it's, uh, it's not me. It's just a little I've got the ghost of Michael Jackson in me. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant if she is. That's even better than the 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 truth, which is that she's married to his ghost. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to read the rest of this quote. He actually cusses a lot more than I'd expect him to. That's surprising. Given that he talks like a five-year-old child. Yeah. He talks to me a lot, which is not what I expected from the shy man I saw on TV all those years. Right. Yeah, last little bit here. He doesn't like being touched. He doesn't like being touched back. He scares me with spider visions and dead corpse visions if I kiss him or try to initiate physical romance. He's actually very bossy and points things out like flaws and mistakes I make. Oh, <laughs> I wait. Let's more. She she gives context. I assume he got that from his father. Oh, so I try to overlook that because I love him and I am not perfect either. Okay. So she he actually is kind of a dick. Yeah. It's a, you know, like a lot of relationships take work, you know. You, you got to you got to put in the effort. Um, but I like that she's gone that far just to be like I know why he's like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he's had a tr- trouble. It's because of his troubled childhood. 
Um, and that's not... why that's why he likes to fuck little boys as well, which is another thing that surprised her. Yeah, I don't believe this because she's not twelve. <laughs> you don't believe this. <laughs> that's good. Yes, that's that's probably true as well. She's not twelve and not a boy. Yes. So. But she does look like Marilyn Monroe, apparently, according to. <laughs> but herself. you've seen a picture. Yeah, and... uh, she looks. I would say she looks less like Marilyn Monroe and more like a <laughs> like female bo- Marilyn Monroe, <laughs> okay, and yeah. more like a, a female boy George. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. If you well, can so imagine, maybe that. that is Michael's type. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. I'll leave you to post the uh, the the photo of the two of them together in oh, the um. There's a photo the of the two of them together. There's a self port. There's a self a selfie. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Of sorts. Of sorts. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, that is that's some spooky news. Very scary. Very yeah. scary. Stuff. And I think arguably right on time, no- mid November. Just in time for the end of the end of Halloween. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I've got a small myth. Yeah, I've got. I mean, I'm I'm stacked with myths, but yeah. Do you want to just chuck in a just chuck a myth in? Chuck a myth in. Can I tell you? And and this is this would be seen as going full circle if it wasn't for the the fact that we have cut the very beginning of this podcast, which was the start of the circle. So it's not full circle, but I suppose emotionally, there's a there's a symmetry here. Emotional shit. I got a myth. Michael's Annoyed, displeased, riled up, offended, aggrieved, irritated, chagrined, pissed off, put out, resentful, and disconnected. Michael's I feel like there's been a lot of experimentation in the toilet paper ply realm. And uh-huh. it's all worthless. Go on. Classic toilet paper, two-ply, right? Yeah. Works, following. does the job, perfect, right? Everyone's happy with a two-ply. Yeah. Everyone knows the experience of being in an airport or, you know, a gym or a workplace. A one you ply, find a one-ply yeah. and you're oh, like, no. this is no this is bullshit. And it's bullshit for everyone. Because we all know what to do with a one-ply. You take twice as much of it, and then you scrunch it up. So you're using effectively 100%. the same number of sheets. But with a two-ply, we can be reasonable. And with a one-ply, we're having to, you know, stick it to the man to get oh, yeah. done what needs done, right? Here's right. here's where the myth comes in. Because I thought, you know, there was a linear progression here. You get up to a three-ply now, right? There's, these, there's this luxury sector at the top of the market now where the... The businesses have said, okay, I think we can we can improve on this. If you like two-ply, just wait till you hear what we've got. We've added another ply. It's all a joke. It's a farce. A three-ply? Not worth it. I, I don't know. Have you have you tried a three-ply? It is, I've never it experienced is, a three. It is... It's closer to actual paper, right? So the more plies you get, the closer you get to an actual just piece of like rigid, computer paper. Rigid. It's like wiping your ass with a piece of paper. It's actually too too firm. Why are we fucking around with all of this experimentation? We've we've worked it out. Two ply is all you need, and they're charging more a, for it. But is it is it does it it doesn't cushion? 
It's not, all. it's not, it's, 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 it's more like a sandpaper. It becomes too firm. Mm. You, all Is of it sudden, just the one that you tried? I've tried multiple three-ply brands. It okay. just, it becomes too, too, too thick. Wow. Too yeah. thick for and Nick. And I, I feel like that, that we're just, we're deluding ourselves, you know? We're flying too close to the sun. I'd like to try a three-ply, but yeah, I... So, so is it just like kind of folding in half? Yeah, it's it's a very automatically. It's an un, it's an unnecessarily dense wipe. Well, imagine. Do you? Well, let me ask you this: Do you think a wipe of the ass is akin to a wipe of the vagina? Because now I'm just thinking of all the the single ladies out there okay. who are who are who are experiencing the same. Like, surely the the vagina is more mm-hmm. sensitive than the the butthole mm-hmm. so um they must be they must be in hell i mean i could see pros for a thicker a thicker piece of paper for someone of the feminine persuasion but at the same time i do think it's you're you're at risk of abrasion yeah i think that i think that the I risk is too high i don't know we'll have to if you're a three-ply person please chime in but i feel like this is this is hubris this is not, this is technology that mankind should not have meddled with and i don't think that it's worth it I'm with you, bro. And do you do you guys spend money on um on good toilet paper at home? Wait, uh, uh, like I I'm not stingy. Yeah, I, I'll I'll, yeah. I'll 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 fork out for like a a brand name. Yeah, I'll go yeah. for a sorbent. I'll bre- I'll go for a Kleenex. Yeah, sorbent. Yeah, I like a sorbent. The one with the dogs on it, I like. It's also weird that they put babies on a lot of the um. Well, the it's because they've stopped letting you wipe your ass with babies. They used to do that? They used to let you do it, but now mm, it's frowned upon. Middle ages. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense, actually. That's why they had so many kids back then. Oh, it was toilet paper. Yeah, it was toilet paper use. Literally had never put that together. Yeah. Well, this is what we learn on this podcast. Wow. Fun fact as well. Fun as facts. Well you got a fun facts. You know the fun facts. <laughs> People used to wipe their ass with babies. <laughs> 